1: Well, the first round of the NFL draft is in the books, and that means the real fun starts tonight with rounds two and three because our Miami Dolphins, they sat out round one, and the Finns will be on the clock, uh, at least scheduled to be on the clock for number 51 overall in the second round and number 84 overall in the third round. That's assuming they don't make any moves, which is always possible. To help me break down who's left and what the plan might be, who's Sam Patel, NFL scouting combine show who uh, some, I don't think you'll take offense to this. You're a geek when it comes to this draft stuff. So this is, this is the guy that I wanted to talk to today. And, you know, as far as the way that the first 31 picks, not 32 picks, because remember the dolphins had a pick forfeited, which uh, changed the draft formation around. Uh, I, I thought overall, you know, maybe there were a few players drafted that you thought, gosh, I was hoping he could fall to 51, but overall um, I, I think, the Dolphins are in good shape here when you have players, good players at certain positions the Dolphins don't need, who are still on the board. Someone like Will Levis. Uh, not that the <laughs> Dolphins would have drafted him, but somebody's going to draft him before the Dolphins pick at 51, which means that's one non-target who's going to come off the board and save more targets from Miami. So how you feeling heading into 7 o'clock tonight?
2: Um, I mean, look, the this first round couldn't have gone any better. Yeah, for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, especially now that you still have Will Levis and Hendon Hooker still on the board, teams are are still looking to get quarterbacks and looking to trade up to get uh, skill position players as well. Now, right now, we know Miami does not necessarily need skin, skill position players. They need players that can play on the offensive line, that can play tight end, even uh, maybe defensive line and linebacker as well. Fortunately enough for Miami, mean, there was really only one tight end taken. That was Dalton Kincaid by Buffalo in a trade up to take Dalton Kincaid. You still have guys like Michael Meyer from Notre Dame who's available, who arguably is still the best tight end in this NFL draft class over Dalton Kincaid, in my opinion. Darnell Washington is still on the, on the board. He's still on the board as well. You have a Dolphins fan favorite, Darnell Washington, as well. Although I have some slight concerns.
1: Ooh, what, what are the, what are those concerns with Darnell?
2: So, right now there are some injury, um, uh, injury red flags. Almost almost every single player has them. Um, if you watched uh, my show, the Scout and Combine with Alfredo Artiaga, we kind of discussed um, whether at fifty one, would it be worth taking Darnell Washington. In this Dolphins schema, we broke down what the Titans are supposed to be doing in this Dolphins scheme. Yes, you know, he's insanely good at run blocking, but what about route running? You know, yeah. we know Mike Goseki was okay as a route runner, but uh Tua didn't necessarily throw the ball to him a lot. And you know the Dolphins are a very, very pass heavy pass heavy offense. Uh it, it's gonna take some time to see if Darnell Washington could actually fit. If he was drafted and, and also, again, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not
1: convinced. Uh, I'm not convinced Darnell would still be on the board at 51. Uh, the, yeah. the, I mean, you, you talked about mayor from Notre Dame. I, I don't think he's going to last till 51. I'm not sure Darnell does either.
2: Yeah. I, I think there are some teams that can still pick up uh mayor and Darnell Washington, like uh, the lions, maybe the Colts, you have the Seahawks. Uh, you could potentially have the green Bay Packers who picked twice as well. Ahead of, ahead of the dolphins. You could potentially get, you know, Bill Belichick, maybe uh, take up Darnell Washington. Who knows? He's already got Kosicki, right? Why not? (laughs) Yeah, why not?
1: (laughs) So I look at, you know, some of the other players on the board still uh, at positions of need uh, for the Dolphins, you know, interior and exterior offensive line. Osiris Torrance uh, from Florida. Is still on the board. Uh, let's see, Steve Avila, who I really like a lot, the guard from TCU.
2: I really is- like Steve Avila uh, as well. Like if you if you watch Steve Avila Avila's tape, uh, he plays left guard a lot. And look who he was protecting, Max Duggan, who made a lot of mistakes but was kept clean in the pocket. Um, I think if the Dolphins do draft Steve Avila, and you know, I was having discussions with Alfredo Arteaga from Three Yards Per Carry about this. Steve Avila is probably the most tua friendly pick in this draft just because of how strong and powerful he is. He can anchor in his base and you put him right next to Teron Armstead. If yeah. you know, thankfully Armstead is healthy throughout the season, you lock down the left side of the of the offensive line and you have a good run blocking unit right there with Teron Armstead, Steve Avila and Connor Williams.
1: Any concerns that Steve Avila is still available at
2: 51? Do you think he'll fall that far? um no not necessarily as i said you know a lot of these teams that are picking ahead of the dolphins they need skill position players yeah the steelers still need you know an offensive lineman they need more so a tackle rather than a guard the lions the lions need a quarterback help and they also need defensive line help the los angeles rams need all kinds of help although i wouldn't doubt me if they pick up a uh quarterback such as uh will levis uh, the Seahawks still need skill position players. The Panthers need a wide receiver. The Saints need defensive line. The Titans, they need all kinds of help. The Packers, maybe they could get a Darnell Washington or an offensive tackle or another wide receiver to help out Jordan Love. Here's a, an interesting question, because I, I
1: see this a lot uh, from Indade. He says, would you entertain Edge if that's best player available? I don't really believe in best player available, Hussam. I, I think in this case, uh, the Dolphins have a couple of, clear areas of need now maybe you take the best players available at those positions but i don't think you take bpa period i i am not expecting the dolphins to take an edge at 51
2: okay who are the edge rushers available let me let me check
1: hold on i can uh i can look at a couple top edge available Ojalari, pj Ojalari no. is available um No, I wouldn't take. See, Derek Hall from Auburn, Keon White from Georgia Tech. You know, maybe,
2: but you're already stacked up at at edge. I think that's the thing. Like, you more so with with the draft, you don't necessarily pick what you really, really need. You select somebody who you foresee fills a need in the future, in a year, in two years out. Like we know the Miami Dolphins need a right tackle. What are they going to pick up at right tackle? Are you going to reach for a right tackle? Dewan Jones may be a great right tackle, but does he bring you good value at 51? You can possibly trade back and get him. Yeah. And, you know, and, you and, have your left uh, guard pegged in Liam Eikenberg, but if he doesn't work out, you have Steve Avila, right? Yeah. I mean, heck, imagine if the Dolphins pick Joy Porter Jr. at 51, and, you know, you want to get rid of, you know, you don't want to have... Zavian Howard on your payroll in the next two, three uh, years, uh. every replacement right there.
1: Yeah, you know, that's an interesting thought because, you know, I see Porter Jr. who plays corner. I see him as one of the best players available. But then I look at that and I say, okay, well, that, that's not a pressing need. But the way you bring it up is true, that if Zavian Howard, who's uh, almost at the wrong side of 30 now, um, you know, if you, if you look at his potential replacement, if they don't want to pay him. That is something interesting. That's part of the chess game that goes into the NFL draft. You know, you brought up the possibility of uh, maybe a trade down to compile more picks. Yeah, I've, I've also heard people bring up the possibility of trading a little bit higher because, right, 19 teams are going to pick uh, before the Dolphins even get their opportunity tonight. So, what are the probabilities of the Dolphins making a move either down to acquire more picks or up to try and get a player
2: they really like? Um, I'm not no, not necessarily sure, but if the board falls their way, they're going to get a really really good player at pick at pick 51, whether it be an offensive lineman, a tight end, a running back, or a defensive lineman. You know, you you have guys like Zach Charbonnet, Tucker Craft, Tyler Steen. Uh, you could have a guy like Steve Avila. You could have Dewan Jones as yeah. well. You could potentially, you know, if you trade back, get your guy with more value. You can trade back up and get another. Top 100 pick if you want to. I want to remind you
1: guys that uh, the extra yard is brought to you by Prize Picks, <laughs> folks. You can get props on draft picks. Go to PrizePicks.com, the Prize Picks mobile mm-hmm. app. You also have playoff action going on, mm-hmm. hockey, NBA, folks. Prize Picks makes it so easy. Fully legal in Florida, by the way. It's not offshore, no red tape. Very easy to deposit, very easy to withdraw and cash out your winnings instantly. Uh, and when you sign up at Prizepicks.com or the Prizepicks mobile app, make sure you use our code five, F I V E. Because when you use our code five, don't forget it five, they're going to double your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. You simply select two, three, four, five, six players. It's uh, a Flex Friday. Predict if they're going to go over or under stat projections. And if you get all your predictions correct, you win real money. And it's very fast and easy uh, to do that. And it only takes like 60 seconds or less to make your selections. Unless you're like really, really careful about it, then maybe it'll take you like 70 seconds to make your selections. So sign up with our code 5FIVE to double your first deposit. Uh, I'm here with Hussam Patel. Scouting Combine show. Uh, I know that they, you guys, have been tearing it up this week. Um, you know, another name I see coming up in the chat, and this is a guy I was thinking about, Matthew Bergeron, uh, on the offensive line at Syracuse. Is this a player you would like at fifty-one if he's there?
2: I wouldn't mind having uh, Matthew Bergeron. I uh, I do know that they have talked to him a couple times as well to see um, he more so uh, fits in as a guard. Rather than a tackle because of his arm length and his anchor base, as well. Like there's not a lot of good tackles that can fit um, into the system very, very early on. And um, you know, if if you if you're looking for value, which is what the draft is, and you're looking for a guard, you know, if if Bergeron is the only one on the board, but then you have a guy like Darnell Washington, you have a guy like Tucker Craft, you have a guy like Zach Charbonnet. Keanu Benton makes it really hard. Like, okay, what's a need in a year that we can potentially fill with this pick? Mm. That's what I would look at. Now, do you go defensive line? You know, Christian Wilkins, he's due for an extension. Do you pay Christian Wilkins? If you pay him, you might may have to sacrifice Zach Sealer, one one of Zach Sealer or Raquan Davis. Mm. For going offensive guard, uh, it. It tells them that you don't have the best trust in Liam Eichenberg or maybe even AJ. Uh, you know Austin Jackson. Right. If you go, if you go wide receiver right here, you know not a lot of people have talked about it. You get a You could get a guy like Jonathan Mingo, which is a you know Alfredo's favorite uh, over there at three yards per carry. You can use him <laughs> in a lot of different positions. He gives you really really great depth. And God forbid if one of Waddle, Waddle or Hill gets hurt, and maybe if Eric Azukanma isn't ready to play in that role. There's, there's a lot of options that Mime can do at uh pick
1: 51. Okay. Anthony gave us a hypothetical. This is an easy one for me. Who's I'd like your take. He says, Hey, if this happens and we have a choice between Joey Porter jr. Or Michael Mayer, uh, who do you guys take at 51? I mean, to me, it's mayor all day. I mean, I, I think he's the better overall prospect and
2: it's a bigger position of need. Yeah, I would go with Michael Mayer um, as well. You know that it, it does fill a need in a year or two, and it, it takes tight ends time to develop. But I mean, he gives you that pass block, uh, that pass blocking and run blocking block prowess that you need from a tight end. He can also run routes. He can be a uh, a threat along the middle of the field. He can sit down in zone coverage. Uh, he gives you you know a lot of looks out of twelve personnel. especially if, uh, you know, the run game does well next season. How many mock drafts did you do leading up to this? Well, I really only posted three.
1: Um, That's you act like that's like that's nothing. I mean, I I, I posted three less
2: than you did. (laughs) I really only posted three this season. I have done a lot of mock drafts that I have not posted, just running through, you know, the players, the picks, what's going to happen, seeing the trends. I mean, if you look at my last two mock drafts that I did, I nailed Quentin Johnson to the Chargers just based, of, based off of athletic testing. I really only got four players right in their exact positions and five players for the teams that actually took them. Hmm.
1: That's listen, That's not terrible. I think there was one year when Mel Kuyper went over 32. So, you know, <laughs> you, you, you did a little bit better than that. Uh, any... Okay, so... Any surprises on quarterbacks that did get taken and didn't get taken yesterday? You know, like a couple days ago, there was this crazy rumor by an unnamed Redditor that uh, claimed Will Levis was being notified that the Panthers were going to draft him. Not only did Carolina not draft Levis, number one, he's still on the board after round one. And then AR, Anthony Richardson, was the ultimate wild card, right? People could have seen him going anywhere from, number four to late in the first round and he goes number four to Indy did anything anything with those two surprise you
2: I think the the biggest surprise was Houston I really didn't think they'd take CJ Stroud yeah to be honest just because of the history they have with um, his agent agent and agency over the Deshaun Watson fiasco right and just knowing how Nick Casario operates and then you know, I I was I was getting texts from a source. Just be ready, what Houston is about to do because they're bleeping crazy. And turn to find out they trade to get the number three pick to not, pick of Will Anderson. I
1: felt like, have you ever seen the movie Draft Day? I felt yeah, like I, I was watching the that
2: Draft day. They did an actual Draft Day yeah. movie. <laughs> Sonny Weaver Jr. is their GM. Who knew? But, you know, basically. So that, that 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 kind of took me from shock. Um, the Eagles, I mean, what the fuck, man? Yeah. We got the entire Georgia defensive line uh, as well. Bijan Robinson going to the Falcons didn't phase me. Um, I, I kind of knew that would happen if they didn't get a Jalen Carter or Tyree Wilson, like that was bound to happen. Jameer Gibbs to the Lions, though, that one threw me oh. really off guard because you could have waited a little bit. You could have traded back, maybe taken Joey Porter Jr., who fits your system. Maybe another cornerback as well, but you know I I think the Lions could have waited to get both Gibbs and Campbell a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Will McDonald to the Jets? The Jets are the Jets. They're gonna be stupid. Thought it was uh, a reach. Regardless, um, I I mean I nailed Quentin Johnson to the Chargers. Baltimore with Zay Flowers was great. Jordan Addison to Minnesota. You you pair you pair really two good route runners in Minnesota. I nailed Anton Harrison to the Jaguars, and I mean, this 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 was a a little bit of a shocking first round for me. I'm not gonna lie. It was
1: a fun first round. Um, Bryce Young is he a complete surefire, can't miss prospect? Because um, I I almost and I, I've had a couple conversations with Alfredo about the quarterback fold, and you know he told me about his. 10-tier criteria and how in his mind I guess he he didn't factor in that test score that maybe scared off some teams but it didn't hold him back from falling past number two with CJ Stroud that CJ Stroud is probably the most complete quarterback prospect since Andrew Andrew Luck 11 years ago That that's how good he thinks Stroud is but I mean to me like Bryce Young I think is a very high floor pretty high ceiling pick uh but does he have as high of a ceiling as Is C.J. Stroud, who's bigger? Uh, And then how do you feel about Anthony Richardson, who just needs development, but one of the best athletes we've ever seen?
2: I think let's go ahead and start off with Bryce Young. I mean, it it really depends where where the quarterback will be playing at. And I think with Carolina, uh, you know, especially with Frank Reich, you have a fantastic, fantastic play caller and, and, uh, you know, offensive coordinator. Uh, Frank Reich literally made, you know, had mashed potatoes with Carson Wentz, then had virtually brittle with Nick Foles and won a Super Bowl. Did decent with uh, the Indianapolis Colts and a shot arm in Phillip Rivers. Didn't really get the best of love in Indianapolis, but now he's in Carolina that has the quarterback he wants, you know, fits the tape and everything. They have a pretty decent offensive line. Uh, Bryce Young didn't really have the best offensive line in Alabama and do made some spectacular throws and plays. So I think he'll be fine in uh, Carolina. It's going to take him a little bit of time. He may establish establish himself as one of the top five passers in the NFC itself. Hmm. You know, the NFC is kind of weak. Uh, CJ Stroud. I know we talked about Al's list of uh, franchise quarterbacks. He checks off everything uh, as well. It really depends about the support system yeah. that Houston will have on offense. Uh, you know, he had a really, really great team at Ohio State he could sit back in the pocket and do whatever the heck he wanted I don't think that will be the case in Houston
1: yeah and and what about Anthony Richardson uh like because I I talked to certain people before the draft you know who know the game supposedly some of them thought this guy shouldn't even be a first round pick uh, I talked to someone recently who knows the game and said if I were a GM, I would roll the dice and take him first overall just for what he could be. So the opinions are all over the board on him.
2: So I can tell you from a source that Carolina was really, really thinking about taking Anthony Richardson first overall. As well, there are wow. some discussions between him, uh, Bri- uh him, Bryce Young, and C. J. Stroud. Ultimately, the Panthers selected uh Bryce Young. But you know, Anthony Richardson may be a diamond in the rough. Like that's what everybody called Josh Allen, you know, he wasn't the most accurate. He had a rocket arm, insanely athletic. They didn't have that much support at uh, Florida. I knew that Josh Allen at Wyoming. Uh, with Anthony Richardson, he just needs to be, you know, he, he just needs to be taught a little bit of the technique, and he needs to be polished around the edges. But in Indianapolis, you know, in a, in a really, really weak AFC South conference, you're going to pull out like an extra win or two just by playing in that conference you know in Indianapolis has a really decent offensive line they have a really good running back in Jonathan Taylor they have two decent enough wide receivers compared to what he had at Florida Shane Styton has worked with a lot of quarterbacks namely Carson Wentz Jalen Hurts Justin Herbert uh really along the similar mold of Anthony Richardson just in terms of athleticism i think he'll work with them and he'll, he'll make him good enough to last in the NFL
1: Here's something uh, Hank put this in here. He, he may have missed uh, our early conversation about Darnell Washington saying he has a knee concern. That that was one of the concerns that you had about him, Who Hussam. It wasn't only a scheme fit, but it was also injury concerns with Darnell, who may or may not there, still be there. There was also anyone. some
2: injury concerns with Will Levis, especially about his just toes and, and feet That's right. as well that led to him dropping as well.
1: Ah, yeah, that, that that that's a very good call on that. Um, any anything else, uh, saw Did you feel like any team really won the first round last night? Anyone who you thought, oh, this is the steal of the draft so far, or you know, a team like Houston who shocked the world and got two consecutive picks, second and third overall? Anybody you felt like won the first round?
2: I feel like Baltimore. Um, yeah, picked up like, Zay Flowers. I like Zay Flowers a lot. I, I do, too. Um, I think Baltimore did really well in picking him up. Just to give Lamar Jackson a, another weapon coinciding with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. The really fascinating thing about this is it's really dependent on what offensive coordinator Todd Monken does in Baltimore. If you forget, he's, uh, he used to be the offensive coordinator for Georgia. They ran the ball a lot, but they were really efficient in passing the ball. And if he brings a similar style of football to Baltimore, watch out. (laughs) I mean, watch out for those Baltimore Ravens on offense. Yeah, no doubt about that. Listen,
1: I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And hold on, before we run here, I want to talk about U-Break Wheel Fix. They're back with us here on the Five Reason Sports Network. Hold on, I want to make sure I get all their stuff right. Uh, U-Break Wheel Fix, I've been talking about these guys For years, going back to the days when I would do five rings with Larry Bluestein, U-Brake Wheel Fix is the complete automotive wheel solution. If you ever park too close to the sidewalk curb, I've done it. U-Brake Wheel Fix specializes in the repair of damaged wheels from bends, cracks, curb rash. Are your wheels faded or peeling? You don't need to replace them as brake Wheel Fix can refinish them like new, offering complete refinish options through powder coating, matching, polishing. brake Wheel Fix is the answer to all of your wheel needs. And if you're just looking to give your ride a new look, brake Wheel Fix also offers many car customizing options such as new custom wheels and tires from your favorite brands, performance upgrades, window tinting, and suspension modifications. You can get your wheels tricked out in the colors of your favorite sports teams. I've seen a lot of aqua and orange wheels out there, orange and green for my canes, Miami heat vice colors. If you want to check it out, they're located just South of Aventura. You can reach Mark and his staff at 305-748-0112 or online at youbreakwheelfix.com. They're really active on all social media platforms at youbreakwheelfix. So shoot them a DM on Instagram facebook or twitter get an estimate in just minutes and i definitely recommend following their instagram and twitter because they post a lot of cool pictures out there about the way that they trick out your wheels so they do a great great job with that so uh round two starting at seven tonight any any estimate on so if the dolphins so we're on pick 32 tonight the Dolphins pick at number fifty-one. What do you think we're looking at? Maybe an hour into it. Or so? I, I would
2: assume so. An hour. I think yeah. they take. Uh, they give them around. I want to say between six to eight minutes per pick. Mm.
1: So we'll be looking maybe around eight
2: o'clock, eight maybe 10 8:15, 8:30 yeah. something like that. Something like that for the Dolphins to make a Unless they pitch, trade so. up or trade down.
1: uh j- just for entertainment purposes. I would prefer to trade up so I can just get that pick in sooner. But, you know, it, it could make sense to trade down, acquire more picks for a team that only has four picks in this entire draft. Husan Patel, thank you so much for joining us. When's the next time people can see you and hear you on the network?
2: Um, I will do my best to make it on the live stream tonight, hopefully before the Dolphins pick. Uh, hopefully to see and ask questions to uh, the new Dolphin, um, when if they do pick in the second and third round, hopefully on time or a little bit earlier as well. You know, I would like to I'd like to get to bed early tonight as well. Yeah. Oh,
1: dude, I, I try to go to bed at, by 10 o'clock most nights. I'll stay up a little bit later tonight if uh, pick 84 yeah. hasn't rolled around. But I, you, uh, I will yeah. say
2: I will say, though, Donald, before we leave, this was yeah. uh, from uh, Finns Nation's uh, host, uh, Louis D. Sung, Louis, uh, also one of uh, one of our uh, Dolphins guys here at Five Reason Sports. Mentioned how Brian Branch didn't necessarily get taken in the first round. He may slide. Um, I do think he'll get picked within the mid-30s. But if he falls to 51, watch out. <laughs> I will say watch out for that for Brian Branch if he does fall to 51.
1: Let me pull a pin out of the grenade before we leave. Uh, if Will Levis is there at 51, I'm taking him. Just saying, just saying. I You're I taking I him? No, nah, not really. <laughs> not really. I mean, he even... Even I wouldn't do that. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, make sure you guys check out the big live stream tonight on the 5 Reasons Sports Network YouTube channel. Is that going to start right at 7 tonight, Hussam? Do you know what time that starts? Um,
2: if there's no nonsense of pre-draft stuff before it starts, mm-hmm. hopefully you know, we all start at
1: 7. I like it. 7 o'clock tonight on 5 Reasons Sports YouTube. This has been another episode of The Extra Yard, part of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. See ya.